may have been some unresolved Oedipal conflict. English, English. Oedipus was a Greek king who killed his father and married his mother. <sighs> Fucking Greeks. It's an instinctual developmental drive. The young boy wants to replace his father so that he can totally possess his mother. What are you saying? That I wanted to fuck my mother? But no, it's a primal fantasy. Have you ever seen my mother? Paul, I, I... Are you out of your fucking mind? It's Freud. Well, then Freud's a sick fuck, and you are too for bringing it up. It's... Shut up and three bit more popcorn! Shut up and three bit more popcorn! Waka waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. This episode, we're going to stick with the mafia mob gangster genre, and we're going to talk about 2002's Analyze That. So, sit back, get you something to sip on, and relax to the soothing sounds of my irritating voice after a word from the sponsor. Now let me ask you something. You like tacos? Well, goddamn, of course you do. Who the fuck don't like tacos? Howdy, y'all. My name is Lingo the Gringo. And over here, I got me a taco shack. You know why? Because I married me a little senorita south of El Paso. And she has got me on the taco-making craze. Breakfast specials. Any two tacos of the same variety. I'm talking bacon and egg, chorizo and egg, potato and egg. Two of the same tacos, 99 cents. That's right, y'all. 99 cents. Comes with a drink? No, hell no. You got to buy the drink. If you want a free drink or a drink with you, you got to come back for lunch. Because my specials for lunch are three crispy tacos with a drink. And guess what? A side of mini tacos, $5.99. You can't beat these prices, y'all. I'm going crazy making these goddamn tacos. Now, dinner is just, mmm, beauty. Beauty. You know why? Because I got carne asada with pico de gallo. Ooh wee! But those motherfuckers, you actually gotta buy the drink. And the drinks come in like, you know, medium, large, medium, and, and, and small. Which, who the fuck drinks small unless you got a kid with you? But, uh, don't worry about it. Come on down to Lingo's. Located on 335 South Main. Over here in, uh, well you guess it, El Paso. And don't forget to tell them Lingo sent you. And if you sing the tune, I might take some percentage off of your, your order. Just say, Lilililingo, give me your gringo tacos. I'm probably gonna change that shit. That sounds stupid. Anyway, come on down. Alright, guys, welcome back. Let's get into it. We're gonna talk about 2002's Analyze That, the sequel to 1999's Analyze This, starring Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro. Um, little backstory that first movie is so fucking funny, so original. And, I mean, you get to see Robert De Niro, you know, doing get into the comedy uh, genre. Obviously, I believe get, Meet the Parents was a year after that film. And, yeah, fucking hilarious. Very good movie. This one was a very, very good follow-up. Uh, in my eyes, I I like the you know what where have where have they been you know what's new, but yeah this wasn't up to par with the first one. Uh, not bad movie, let's be real. It's just you know among the two, this one is the lowest rated one, and so that's 
why it's on the chopping blocks. Um, the movie starts off pretty simple with, uh, I want to say, Robert De Niro's character basically being targeted in jail, basically to be assassinated or whatnot. Now, I don't really understand why they attempt to kill him other than the fact that the family... I guess is targeting him because they're afraid he's either going to squeal or he's, you know, he's quote unquote went legit or whatever. Um, so he basically pretends to be crazy. He starts singing, uh, show tunes or whatever from uh, West uh, music from West side story. Uh, he's trying to make himself look crazy. So, uh, Billy Crystal's character, uh, Dr. Sobel will, examine him and basically help him uh he does a lot of th he knows he's faking he does a lot of things to try to prove that he's faking he slaps him in the face stabs him in the leg with a needle um and so he he pretends to be catonic and yeah finally he the doctor reveals his 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 what to the FBI, what they, what he, what he thinks, what he, his findings or whatever, and the FBI basically say, well, he's either crazy or he's not crazy. He's gonna go see the parole board about being released or whatever, and you need to basically sober him up or whatever you gotta do to make him be normal so he can do that and basically either go back to jail or be released. Um. This film, it really throws a lot in an hour and a half. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying you should prolongate a story of, of this film, but, I mean, the funny thing about it was when he was in ben, uh, Dr. Sobel's care, he had to have a basically a regular job. You know, usually when you get paroled, you have to have a job and show the PO officer, you know, you're, you're doing good. And so he does a bunch of random jobs. He... Uh, a car salesman he was a host for a restaurant um there was another one what was it oh man it's slipping the top of my head but uh, ultimately he ends up becoming a consultant for uh, a television produ uh, television show called little caesar uh basically it's like a sopranos knockoff or you know parody uh because at this time sopranos has come out i think sopranos was out when the first one came out, not too sure, but um, yeah. So this one, he's he basically on the end of the movie, he's a consultant, and uh, in between all this stuff, he goes to see the family, tell everybody, see how he's doing. Um, now there's, I say a war, but the two there's two families that are beefing or whatever. Now, the one boss that took over. Uh, Paul Vitti, who's Robert De Niro's character, his family is now being run by the wife of the main family boss or whatever. And then there's another guy named The Wrench, who um, who was the other head of a family that is beefing with them. Um, he's trying to uh, Paul Vitti's trying to figure out who who's trying to kill him. He obviously these people are just. You know, everything's good, and next thing you know, boom, whack you behind the head. So, the the whole movie, you know, you get that, you get this, this, this similar kind of 
the the play between the two characters of of Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro. Uh, so funny, just seeing them. I think that's just the highlight of the movie. Fuck the rest of the shit. Um, seeing them interact, you know, the whole from the first film. You, you're good. You, you're good. There was a there's a part in this there's a scene in this movie where you think he's about to drop that, and he's like, "You're a fucking moron." Or he he just basically goes complete opposite way. Um. Yeah, and so yeah, this this movie. Uh, I guess oh, in the beginning of the film, uh, Robert Billy Crystal's character, his his father dies, and they actually they obviously had a little difficult relationship, mainly because his father was more successful psychiatrist with books and stuff, compared to Billy Crystal Ben Sobel, who just you know mild practice, you know, out of his house, typical psychiatrist. Um, we see the return of Jelly. Uh, I forget who this actor is, but so funny in the first film. See his return, and I want to say played by Joe Vitarelli. Uh, if you're a Shallow Hal fan, you'll remember him as the father in that movie. Um, where are we? Okay, and the other I've just remembered the other job was he was a jewelry salesman, so that was funny. I think the uh, act the guy that was one of the couples. Oh, Tom Pampa, he's hilarious. Now, obviously, parts of his parole is or this home home arrest or whatever is that he can't fraternize with you know old associates and his and crew or whatever. Has to stay with uh, the Soul Bulls. And funny scene was just the very first night he was gonna leave, but Billy Crystal's character told him, "No, you gotta stay here. You gotta be under my roof. You have to stay here." And next thing you know, he has a chick come over. He fucks the shit out of her for however long to the point where the Sobels are up. Uh, his son, uh, his 17-year-old son is, is recording it with them. I don't know, he had a mic and he had a setup already. This was 2002. And he's recording this shit. Um, he wakes up in the morning. The Sobels, like I said, the, the family just had a passing so he had people over for like a brunch or a breakfast or something to kind of like, I guess they didn't have their wake or not the wake, the, the after the funeral get together. I don't know. And at this time, Paul is kicking and having an argument with the girl. He kicks her out. He's in a robe, butt ass naked, flashes the family, goes around, you know, critiquing the food. That was a pretty good funny scene. Um, also, they, um, they have their little session, uh, Billy Crystal, Ben Sobel, like I said, is going through some issues, father issues, and so he, he is basically, it ultimately comes out at the end where he just unloads on the dude because he's, you know, just all this built up, pent up frustration. So now he's being the, uh, technical consultant for the show, he's basically, Telling the dude, the main character, that no, I don't say that. That don't sound good. The whole scene, the dialogue is basically erased. In this one meeting with with the guy, uh, they're stealing cameras, they're stealing wardrobe, they're bringing in hookers. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Also, excuse me. Also, they got uh, taking all the craft services, the little. Uh, things of pasta and, and chicken and stuff. They're just they're just running that whole production, that whole area. 
they're actually planning a heist. Uh, they're planning a, a a gold heist. We see at the end of the movie. Uh, so when he goes to see the the family boss, the the woman, uh, I want to say what was her name? Oh man, I have the cast list right here. Patty Labretzi, Labretzi, uh, played by Kathy Moriarty Gentile, Moriarty. And uh, so she goes and to the, or he goes to see her. He knocks on the door. One of her goons opens the door and is just a rude motherfucker. And Paul Beatty punches him in the face and walks away, walks into the kitchen <laughs> to have his meeting. And then this guy, who was obviously a piece of shit or just, you know, obviously probably isn't in good standing or is, uh, you can tell he's not, he's not going to be an ally. So, uh, Paulina comes in, Power Patty comes in and he, and they're talking about, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with, with Paul. What's, what's he, what is he planning? I know he's planning something. No, you planning something. You got something big coming up. He ultimately tells her what his deal is and that him and his crew are going to, you know, that we're going to do it and you'll get your piece. Ultimately, she tells him, and it's kind of hard to tell who's on his side or not. Now we see the wrench come in after. Uh, oh, anyway, so so she says, "Okay, well, you wouldn't mind if this guy, the one that you just punched, and two other guys come in on your crew, just so everything goes smoothly." VD's a little, eh? Okay, fine, that's fine, because he already has another. He already has an idea of what's going on. He already he kind of has an idea of who's, you know, who's behind his attempted murder. Um, and if you're not paying attention. You you can miss it, which kind of happened to me the first time, first few times I've seen this movie. Um, and so after that meeting, in the same day, the same set, uh, the wrench comes over. Now, somebody tried to assassinate Paul Vitti and the director and Dr. Sobel at a restaurant when they had their initial initial meeting for this consultant gig. Uh, I want to say that dude, he looks familiar. The guy that, I want to say he played a young, he played the young Joe Pesci character in Goodfellas. Could be wrong, but I want to say it's him. So when that guy goes, gets uh, picked up by Jelly and Paul Vitti, he, they throw him off a roof. He lands in a trash can, so he he survives enough to tell the ranch that he didn't succeed in killing Vitti. Um, then we're led to believe that the wrench had nothing to do with it after he killed the kid. And he goes and tells Paul, like, hey, that wasn't me. I don't know what, he acted alone. I just don't want to bullshit. Why don't you come work for me? You know, if, if you can't work with Patty or whatever. And Paul's like, no, I'm, I'm out. I just, I just want to be left alone. I want to do this and just be left alone. So the audience is led to believe that it's not him. It's Patty and then we come to find out that the guy that Paul Vitti punched at the house is a double agent well not an agent but he was basically working for the wrench then you know and under the, the guise of working for Patty and so that's later revealed and they ultimately they steal the gold and basically they smoke out the rats or they smoke out the, the frauds and they plant the gold that they stole, that they did stole, that they couldn't keep at the wrench's place of employment and stuff. So they're able to, you know, bing, bang, boom, forget about it. 
their enemies or whatnot. Then there's the storyline of what's going to happen to Paul. He doesn't go back to jail after that whole, you know, giving them the wrench and, and giving back the gold, basically, that it's a sign of good, you know, goodwill or whatever. Good sign. So they don't go back and they don't, he doesn't go back to jail as long as he keeps himself clean and out of trouble. So end of the movie, Brooklyn, I think it's a Brooklyn Bridge. And then, of course, we end on another West Side Story song. I'm assuming. I've never seen West Side Story, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, singing at the bridge and the end. Cue the uh, blooper reel. Like I said, this movie, it was good. It was it was, it was fun. It was a good callback to the first film. Um, I remember the first film watching it like crazy on VHS tape uh, around, co- when, around college years. Um, this one was a good one too, but you know, it just wasn't up to par with, with the first one. I mean, most sequels never do you know, better than the first film. There's only a handful of movies that off the top of my head up there I think of is Terminator 2, you know, um, maybe Avatar 2. I don't know. It did pretty well, but that's, that's it. I mean, if you want to read some, uh, some comments from the Rotten Tomatoes crew, that's always fun. Here we got two stars from Alec B says, it's a weak sitcom premise stretched well beyond the breaking point the first one wasn't very good but at least it had mild charms and occasional laughs yeah i disagree with that but i cannot understand the whole sitcom premise next one is a one star by alex r sequel to the very funny comedy analyze this is an awful failure in terms of delivering more laughs that the first one, this dude did not grammar punctuate this shit right. That the first one did so well. This film has a very good, very poor script. This motherfucker got a long ass fucking explanation. Fuck that. Oh, uh, that's about four. Well, let's see. Let's see another low story one because it doesn't have so much fucking like a paragraph of bullshit. Um, two stars, not funny at all. Born story. Lisa Kudrow knew it was bad she was only there for five minutes stick to what you know de niro damn tommy l must have been tommy lee uh one star terrible horrible crap sequel starring the same people from the first movie i'm officially done with this franchise well there's only two bro but i get it i get it i get it uh one and a half stars forced and unnecessary this was a crash this was a cash grab damn and uh, a couple more one stars terrible terrible horrible cringe sequel starring the same people from the first movie i'm okay that just read that motherfucker did this motherfucker do it twice uh woeful sequel to the very funny analyze this the jokes don't work this time and the film became annoying and those were anonymous. So do yourself a fun. <laughs> Go check out those uh, comments. There's a couple good ones too. I got a four star one here. It says, laugh quite a lot. Great old comedy about Italian mafia never gets old. So <laughs> so that's going to be it, guys. Um, stick around for the show update at the end, the outro. 
after a word from a sponsor. Now, is it a new sponsor? Or is it the same old shit I've been regurgitating to y'all for the last year? Yeah, we'll find out. Hey, baby, it's vegan. Jimbo from Jimbo Martinez Grill. Well, we close down, guys. I'm sorry to say that. We shut the shit down. Only to reopen as Jimbo's Bar and Super Tiki Grill, motherfucker. That's right. We had to close down, remodel, uh, take some vaccines, then reopen with the big screen TVs and lots and lots of bottled beer. That's right, y'all. Jimbo's Bar and Super Tiki Grill will let you drink wherever the fuck you want to drink. Just don't come after us or we y'all get fucking pulled over DWI, motherfuckers. We ain't responsible for your drunk ass. So bring your dreamless check having ass to Jimbo's Barn Super Tiki Grill. We got all the food from the left. We even got super wings. You know what the fuck super wings are? Well, get your big ass down here and try some. You'll love it. We still in the same place, though. And that is it, guys. That is the episode. I want to thank y'all so much for checking it out and sticking around. And uh, we're just trucking along, guys. We're still continuing the countdown to episode 100 and a little sidetrack i do understand the concept of countdown 10 9 8 7 until you get to number one that's the joke you can't count down to 100 you count up to 100 but uh i wonder if people are just hitting themselves on the forehead saying this fucking idiot is 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 literally saying the complete opposite makes no fucking sense but that's a joke that's just a i i don't know it took me this long to realize that i should probably let the audience know but uh here it is i know it's uh i guess it'd be an oxymoron i don't know but uh yeah counting up to episode 100 and uh i want to say i have okay so the next episode i have an idea of doing a an actor franchise episode and the actor I chose was Jim Carrey now there's a poll up to decide which movie is his worst his worst film and I ironically the two films they're not comedic roles because if you think of Jim Carrey you think of comedy obviously Uh, but there are his two non-comedic roles one is called the number 23 and the other one is called dark crimes so at the time of this recording, not the time of this release, uh, there's a poll up on my Twitter account at Shut Up Popcorn. But by the time this episode comes out, it already been over. There already been a winner. So to find out who took which uh, movie I'm going to cover, head over to my Twitter account, look for that tweet, and uh, there you go. Another thing is I just finished a recording an episode of JJ Claxton's podcast called be a stranger very very fun episode i had a lot of i enjoyed shooting the shit and i was pleasantly surprised to be invited and uh, i want to give him a shout out i want to encourage you guys to go check it out on his instagram instagram account and the account name is a underscore stranger pod that's a stranger pod on Instagram, go check him out, I don't believe he has a Twitter account yet for that podcast, so I also put out a tweet, if you want to check out his link tree, and figure out where to get the podcast, and um, 
yeah man it was a lot of fun can't wait for it to come out and uh, I hope y'all enjoy it go uh, support support that man he does a lot of good things a very creative mind he also does the TikTok account for the K100 podcast and the 2.0 guys so go give that a, go give that a follow check them out show some love and that's about it guys um still still don't know what to do for the actual episode 100 i'm trying to get some drops so if you're listening to this and you've been on the podcast hit me up at twitter or uh and let me know if you want to do a drop i'd love to get a congratulatory drop from from past friends and and guests of of the podcast um yeah so that's that's probably that's the update of everything going on here at shut up and refill my popcorn um i was going to watch the wakanda forever movie on disney plus and do a review for extra butter but i really had had the time this weekend so i'll probably do it during this week and knock it out and put it out there but other than that that is the show guys remember i appreciate everybody listening tuning in and kicking it with me and remember guys if you ain't laughing you ain't living take care of yourself and the people you love not new not new peace